While recording today's episode, our guest said, your vibe attracts your tribe. And that is exactly what we want to talk about today is the vibe that you're putting out online through social media, through your website, through your blog, and through all different points of media. How do you build that reputation? And how important is that reputation to the brand that you are building? We're talking about public relations, PR, and being able to have the brand that you want. And that's what we're gonna talk about. So let's get started. Hey, welcome to this episode. It's episode number 33 of the Content Amplification Podcast. We're back again, season three, and today we have Tracy Lamori, who is a PR wonder. Um, from her bio, I'm not going to read it all, but she'll tell you a lot more about um, what it is that she's been up to and give you some great take home nuggets. And as always, uh, Jody is with us. Hello, everyone. So Tracy, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. <laughs> now, I'm not like I said in the opening, I'm not going to go and read through the whole bio and everything like that. <laughs> I'm going to give you the opportunity to really um, you know, tell us in, in a short bit what it is that you do. Yeah, so essentially I'm an international award-winning publicist and what that means is I work to uh, I work with everybody from creatives to celebrities to small and medium-sized businesses. To, and the way I put it, PR it's not it's not about spin doctoring or anything. It's about elevating and celebrating the amazing things that other people are doing. So pointing a spotlight on on the good work that other people are doing across industries, basically. Helping to make them celebrities. Elevate and celebrate. I love that. I love it. It just so, came to me in a podcast when I was literally <laughs> talking about how I'm not, it's not about, you know, spin doctoring or putting lipstick on a pig or anything. And that just, it's like, it really is just elevating and celebrating. And ever since then, I've been using it as like, it's perfect, right? That's what I do. For sure. For sure. So what, what got you into this line of work? Oh, that's the question. So I can try to answer that in a short the, the encapsulated version is I was a 20-something activist along with my husband, Dave Parkinson. Um, we were in sales and marketing, you know, for, for paid jobs, entry level. And in our, you know, other than that, we were activists with hearts of, you know, justice. <laughs> and we ended up hearing about a case of, uh, it, this was when we were 29, 28 years old in 1998. We heard about a case of a man named Jimmy Dennis, who was falsely accused, wrongly convicted on death row in Pennsylvania. At that point, he'd been there for seven years. And now he's, then he was ultimately there for 25 years before he was ultimately released in uh, 2017. But between those two dates from 1998 to 2017, we basically started, founded, and ran a campaign that we call Justice for Jimmy International Media Campaign, which is what taught me, taught my husband how to make a web page and taught me how to write a press release. Literally, I learned how to write a press release on the Alta Vista, which you're too young to remember, but it was pre-Google. <laughs> um, I do remember Alta Vista. I'm there you 40. go, the Alta Vista. <laughs> And um, so that's how I learned to write a press release. And ultimately, you know, it was it took us on a journey of many years, which led to myself and my husband being on everything from literally with no media experience, CNN, Core TV, MSNBC, A&E, talking about justice, talking about Jimmy Dennis and the death penalty and all that kind of stuff. Ultimately, he was released in 2017. A few years before that happened, I literally had a light bulb moment 
Um, and, you know, it wasn't just his case. It was, I ended up using those skills for advocacy when I, you know, volunteered for a political campaign here in Canada. Um, I, I'll write the press release. The what now? So I was always the one to do that and get successful media attention on whatever I was involved with. So it suddenly hit me, you know, when I was um, 41 that, hey, I don't have to make 20 calls an hour for something I don't care about anymore. <laughs> Hi, this is Tracy calling from something I really don't care about. You know, that was my day, 25 just to make the money. Like most people, your day job, you don't really, you know, you're just waiting for it to be over and then you can go do the stuff you care about. And the stuff I cared about was all that activist stuff. But anyway, it hit me when I was 41 that I could develop a business or at least be a freelancer was my first thought. Um, doing for, just getting media attention for people because I realized what I've learned to do you know, very easily. To me, it's easy. I understand how media works, how to reach out to them, what to say, all that is a mystery to most people. And certainly for entrepreneurs and executives, the more I've been doing podcasts, I've done nearly 200 over the last eight months, is um, is learning that it, it's they under, the difference between advertorial versus editorial is something that most entrepreneurs don't understand. And that's what keeps you out of the newsroom. So you have to understand how to approach newsrooms and then, you know, some tools to do that. And also, what not to approach them with, or you might burn bridges before you build them. So basically now I've, I not just do the PR, but I also am um, globally teaching people about why they should build their brand and teaching people in things like marketing, uh, some tips from the publicist tool belt, basically, that they can use to either develop their own reputation for thought leadership or further serve their clients. Wow. That sounds like quite a journey. Kind of crazy. Hard to answer now, that one in a short, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, we're, I want to kind of focus in on the, on the idea of, you know, you, you mentioned building the brand and reputation. Um, and, you know, I mean, social media has been around for several years and, you know, a lot of businesses are trying to, to build their brand. Um, but then there's the people behind the business who may be out there doing things that aren't as ideal as the brand would want. Um, you know, what do you think is... is is very important for our listeners to know who are business owners about, you know, building your brand and how you portray your own image out there. So especially in a year like this, that's been increasingly, you know, problematic for some people who don't understand that, that they can literally, you know, do great harm to the brands they've built, whether their personal brand or their business brand based on sometimes they don't even know they're doing it, you know, sharing the wrong meme, not without, or, or, you know, and I don't mean like, I'm not talking about, unfairly being canceled. I mean, you need to know what you're doing. You, It's on you to understand. Because sometimes you'll be like, oh, quick, I'll share a quick thing or this seems right to me or whatever. You may not realize that you're you know, commenting on something you really don't know about, or you may have, there may be layers and layers to something that you just saw a quick meme about and thought was funny or, but, but, but the way people perceive it might be very different than the way you've meant it. Cause I've certainly like found myself thinking less of people that I previously thought a lot, you know, more of just based on some of the stuff that they shared on social media. And I thought to myself, maybe they don't even really understand where that comes from or what the meme is behind that. Or maybe they're, but you need to, because you can really fall into, you know, you could spend years developing something and then you can fall, you can literally destroy it for what, for what? Cause you wanted to be a smart ass. You wanted to, you know what I mean? So know what you're doing, understand it's not, you know, we don't all know everything. And if you don't, you know, it might be better not to comment if you really don't understand, or, you know, if your service, you might be getting in yourself the whole shitload of trouble that you might deserve <laughs> and you don't want to go there you know and that could be the same for other things not even necessarily about 
about, you know, racism or politics or something obvious. It just, you know, just consider what you're putting out there because you're representing something more than yourself. And even just when you're representing yourself. I have a question for you. I'm wondering what the most common mistake you uh, you see in people's PR efforts or even just your clients. That's a really good question. You mean how they in attempting to deal with the media and then doing something wrong? I have to coach them a lot on one of the things is, is the editorial versus advertorial. It's really hard for entrepreneurs to get their head around. So one good example of that is, so we get, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Harrow. People should write it down if they're not. Help a reporter out. It's a great, actionable tool. After this podcast, go and check it out. It's where reporters, it's like the opposite of a press release. It's where reporters under deadline from everything from the New Yorker, New York Times, NBC, Readers Digest Beyond, you know, Fortune, under deadline, they're looking for experts to fit their stories. And um, so I get you get a query, like, for example, I had one that was a, a client in the home building space, a, kind of an innovative, innovative um, disruptor. And so the media, it was Readers Digest looking for a quote, just a simple thing, like looking for experts, contractors or designers or whatever, who can talk about the difficulties that people have in designing bathrooms and kitchens, for example. That was the question. And so I said to them, they're looking for, you know, you an expert to talk about the difficulty in designing bathrooms and quick kitchens so they can just enter it into their thing. Uh, well, instead, he was like, oh, he basically said, oh, well, it's really hard to, you know, design bathrooms and kitchen. People get into a lot of trouble with it. So what you should do is contact my company. Here's my company. Well, that's obviously not what Reader's Digest is looking for, right? So, um I, I was trying. Sorry, I was trying to explain what they're looking for. Is no the way you would get your company into that. Is your answer should be, people have a lot of trouble with renovations these days. Um, these are five issues that they have with bathroom renovations. Here's a couple of you know ways to avoid those issues. Says Bob from Bob's Home Repair. That's it. And the, the mention of your company is Bob's Home Repair because that's your calling card. That's why you're the expert. That will get in there. That's all that's going to get in there. But that's all you need. Now you've been quoted as an expert in, Rolling, in, in Reader's Digest or Rolling Stone or whatever. So very often they, they really have trouble even after we talk about it for an hour, you know, like understanding that is that's not a news story or like a, another situation where we had to, um, we the client it was a they were doing a great charitable thing for thousands of schools all over the UK and giving these schools something they actually needed because of COVID. Even I got caught up in that for a minute thinking, oh, that's a good story. And I wrote it out like a straight story and I sent it out, not one pickup. I'm like, what the heck? That's a national story. Why not one pickup? So that I had to go back to my message and read it again like I'm the news editor. Okay, I'm reading this with fresh eyes, not like my client, not like I wrote it. And then I realized hmm, I'm laughing at myself right after I read it because I'm going, I talk about this all the time, editorial versus advertorial. And then when I read it, I went, look at that. What is this at heart? This is a story. This is a company telling me, the editor, about the awesome things they've done. What's that again? That's an ad, regardless of whether it was a news, like, you know, a good thing or current to the news or, you know, so it doesn't mean they can't get in. It means you take the strategies. I said, okay, hold on. Sorry about that. Refail, fail. Let me do a rework. And the way I reworked that to make it work, to get it in was that I said, okay, so now what's the problem that you were trying to solve? It was regarding COVID and kids and schools and, you know, so here's the problem. What we need to do, instead of having you as a company coming in and talk about how you're solving this problem, isn't that awesome? We need to have an expert who has nothing to do with you, who's not there to talk about your company, talk about the problem. So I pitched the story with this expert who's not related to your company talking about the problem. And then we present 
and this could be for an article too, three different, like if I was writing an article, it's a better way to say it. So I have a, I, I'll write an article about the problem. Instead of making it a profile of my client and their business, which nobody's going to pick up, I write an article with the problem. I interview an expert. I quote the expert. Then I find two other guys who do something to do with the problem that sort of solve it, but have nothing to do with my client that are not a competitor of my client. So say my client's giving them a, a cookie. They might be giving them a, you know, um, a, a book. You know what I mean? Like they both solve the problem. You know what I mean? Whatever. You know what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. So then I have an article about a problem with an expert and a couple people that are coming in to solve that problem. My client's only one of them. So it's no longer advertorial piece about that client. It's a news story about a problem. He's a person quoted. So that's how you do that. That's great advice. That's great advice. And with some things that I see a lot of times is, is a business would then you know, take on a, a what would be perceived as a, a feel-good um, action or a charity type event because they feel this is going to get them more business, which in my opinion, and I think in yours, uh, from what I heard you say, is the, kind of the wrong approach, right? You know, and, and they want to be featured in it because they think it's going to make them you know, a higher spotlight in the community and, and get more business. But if somebody wants to do something or is doing something without that kind of um, hidden agenda to grow their business because they actually truly believe in that cause, what would you tell them would be the best approach to go about kind of promoting that that action uh, out there without coming across as as, as advertorial. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's ways you can do it. Like I would say, you know, write a piece for medium, medium people. A lot of people don't realize is not Huffington post. You can just literally write an article, put a picture and write an article. If you're a good writer, do a series of them. They may be, they may be picked. If they are picked up, they can be picked up, you know, and get a huge readership that you don't know, similar to what a magazine, but there's no editor blocking what you're writing. You're able to present what you want. So it's a really good entry level for people that want to start developing their thought leadership, putting it somewhere where people can see it. It's not just a blog. A lot of people have that perception that it's an article, you know, so it's stronger Mm -hmm. than having a blog. Um, That's one way, you know, and just, and actually talk from the heart about what you're doing. Maybe focus more on the issue than on your business and what you're doing. Get there and be a, you know what I mean? See, be a passionate individual talking about this problem and why you feel called on, you know, as a human to solve it. And then you can maybe bring in some of, you know, and because I'm that, you know, because I'm the head of Lemori Media, what I could do to solve it, like, you know, to my skills, I would write a free press release. I help them out with this. I help them with the media. I, you know, yours might be, you might be doing something different, but whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. Like talk about it. And I wouldn't say it doesn't bring, like, it is good because, you know, your local, um, you know, your, lo- your local weekly that is mandated to do, to talk about community issues and stuff, they may do an article on just like a, a more, you know, like a sort of hybrid, it's, it's more, it's more like, it's like, cause community papers, they're taught, they're there to talk about, like, I don't mean the daily, I mean, you know, your weekly times, your weekly, whatever, they're there to talk about the community and to support the people in the community and stuff. So. Excellent. So Jody, do you have a question? Um, when it comes to blogs, what, what do you think are some things that people should avoid talking about? Um, I guess, you know, it would depend on your audience and where you think, I would say, you know, and who you are. I mean, an activist might, um, be willing to go somewhere, you know, that a, that a, a, a small business person may not want to go. So if your heart is really to get into an issue, then there's no problem talking about it. You know, again, if you know what you're doing, but if you just want to, if it's, if you, you know, like be, be careful with issues that are controversial, if you don't want to devote a lot of time to it. And if you're not willing to stand up and be like, this absolutely is where me and my company stand on it. And 
you know, whatever. And so I wouldn't say there's a no. I mean, I talk about the death penalty because that's where I came from, you know, with this work. And that's controversial to some people, right? But the people who are going to be, who are going to, who are going to think, oh, I don't want to work with her because she has that opinion. They probably wouldn't be a good fit to work with me anyway. Not because I won't work with someone with a different opinion, but because they won't work with someone with a different opinion or they don't like my style or they don't, you know, it's not going to be, I can't serve everybody and I shouldn't. So, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. It happens in, in, in everything, right? So. <laughs> I love that. The vibe, your vibe attracts your tribe. I've heard that before. And it's true in business too. Like I didn't make that up, but it's true. And it's definitely true in business too. So don't be afraid of the people that you're, you know, you may turn off. I mean, without, I mean, I'm talking being crazy, but I mean, like be yourself. Don't be worried about, oh, well, they may not hire me if I have bright red hair. Well, you know what? Some people will find that attractive or some people will find that, hey, you're bold and you didn't, it doesn't, whatever bothers some person won't bother somebody else. And so the people will, you know, I never hear from the people that choose not to hire me. Sure, there's a bunch of them. Never heard from them. I hear from the ones who message me and, and there's a whole bunch of them that are attracted to what I say and how my vibe is or whatever else. So, you know, be, as, as long as you're acting with honesty and integrity and being genuine and all that, then, you know, be yourself. If, you, if you're mm -hmm. not, then you need to work on those things. I'm not going to tell you to be yourself like that. <laughs> work on those <laughs> things. Be better. <laughs> be a better version of yourself. <laughs> but as long as you're honest and genuine and, you know, then that's all you need to really worry about. Just do a good job and people will respond to it. Mm -hmm. One thing that we, we talk to clients about is bringing your personality across in your marketing. Um, you know, while you have a business, a brand, let's say, you know, Joe's Shoe Repair, we'll use it as a fictitious business. You know, everybody would know that business is that's where you go and get your shoes, you know, fixed. And that's the outcome. That's what they do. Yeah. But getting to know who Joe is and, and that personality about when you come through the door, what he's like, you know, and, and Joe decides that he's going to, you know, go on his social media account and he's going to start to, you know, post, but he doesn't know what to post about. You know, we pitch the idea that let's get your personality across. Let's show what you enjoy, what you're like, exactly. and what that feeling is um, that's important uh, to that. And then on the other side is how important is it that to be aware of what your personal accounts are like out there, right? Because you got your business accounts that everybody, you're pushing for people to follow you and, oh, and your get personal to know you there. socials and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I have just, I mean... <laughs> Me, I have no separation between business life and anything anymore. My my original Twitter was called Tracy Goddess way before I was a publicist, just for fun. My husband literally called it that. And then, you know, a bunch of people started following me from media and everything. So now I, we have a new one now for Lamori Media. But Tracy Goddess is still the founder of Lamori Media, and I still share all my media. But it's a silly old, you know. But everything else, Tracy Lamori PR Media, it's got all my personal stuff. It's got my daughter, you know, daughter being pregnant, my business stuff and all that. Only one client has ever said to me, do you think that we should separate that? Maybe it should be separated. Only one out of like a thousand clients, you know? And I'm like, nah, if it bugs you, maybe we'll talk about it. But like, really, you know, if you meet me, you know, what, you're talking to activist Tracy about the Jimmy Dennis case. You're talking about PR Tracy. You're talking about hiring me. You're talking about me on a podcast. It's all the same Tracy, you know, and I had a, a potential client was worried about like, he's got a, a book coming out where he talks about his spiritual side and his brand, you know, his past and, you know, whatever else. And then meanwhile, he's building a brand similar to like you guys but help people tell their stories and build their, so he's got an entrepreneur story. And then he's got, he thinks they're two different stories. He wants to promote both, but he's like, how can I do that? Won't people will be confused. And I'm like, I don't know what the other publicists are telling you, but you know, hell I know. You're a person. Be genuine. You, what you're thinking when you're thinking that way is you're thinking about how should I look if I'm doing this? How should I act? What will people expect from the author of this? What will people expect from the entrepreneur of the? 
what you're doing there is you're not going to be comfortable with what you're doing and also you're not being genuine. So I just say to him, listen, stop not being genuine. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, think about it. You are a person. You are all of those things. Yes, obviously, we're not going to mix the messages when you're talking to one audience, you're talking about that and you, but it's not like, you know, you don't hide that. That's just who, you, that's all part of who you are. When you get up on a stage, that's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. So it's like, if I would just get up and say, oh, Trace is here to talk about PR media, but I won't, if you ask me where I came from, I'm just going to be like, oh, well, we're not talking about death penalty or anything like that here today. We're talking about branding. You know, that would be not genuine. You see what I mean? So absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I uh, I have a question that kind of changed in the direction. But when it comes to our business and our clients, we are very technology heavy since this whole um, COVID outbreak, but even well before that. <laughs> Um, so I'm just wondering, do you have any tech technology tools that you often recommend to clients, whether that be software or even any apps or anything like that? So um, not really to clients. There's a few really good PR tools that I've only started to implement now. There are some great, like, you know, $10,000 a year PR tools, you know, that kind of automate and make everything that we do that much easier, you know, but actually I haven't really used them so far. I, cause you know, when you start a product, it's hard to change. Cause I, I have my list of, cl- of, of not clients, sorry, all my media lists, all my content that I've developed over 10 years. And I, I know where I go and what I do and to stop and implement and put those all into a software. And like, I haven't done yet, but I should, cause they have all kinds of, so, so far I haven't like, you know, I, I'm still a solo, I'm almost, I mean, I'm incorporated now, but I still behave like a solopreneur. You know, I'm still like, everything is in my head and everything. So now we're in the year where we're trying to like actively do it so everything can be duplicated, not just in here, but that other people can open up that computer and see that, you know, so those are, that's the, you know, process that we're doing in our back end. But in terms of for clients, not so much for, mostly for clients, it's just, you know, Unless it's something like if they're trying to start a podcast or something that I'm, looking, mm-hmm. you know, reason. but generally it's, it's more just, I'm just getting information from them and connecting them. And, you know, but on my side, I need to start utilizing, you know, internally those technical and, and those softwares and those, there's new thing you know, all the time that we just have been going on our own and just, you know, cause we're successful on our own. So we haven't looked at them, but now we're like, you know, when you turn around and look, Holy, there's all kinds of new things over the last five years, probably that I, or in the last two years, even that I probably haven't even looked at that would make my job easier, not make my job better. Or my results better for clients. Cause if that was the case, I would already be on it, but you know, probably make my back end easier and more easier to flow. Absolutely. Now we only got a couple minutes left and I want to talk about your, your upcoming book, get repped. Tell us about that. How did that project come about and why, why did you decide to, to write that book? Yeah, well, I always wanted to be a writer, but I thought it'd be fiction or something first. But um, I was working as a publicist for, you know, one of the people that actually had me when I was a freelancer was Lou Bayer from Civility Experts. And she became a, her book, The 30% Solution, which is basically about how civility in the workplace helps your bottom line. 30% retention of employees, retention of customers, all that kind of thing. And um, we made it a business bestseller. She hired me as a publicist and on, Am- uh, on um, Amazon and together we made it a business bestseller. She credited me with that. And she said, then she started a publishing company and she's got about 15, 20, probably 40 books now, all in, not just by her, but by other people in soft skills. So anything off it, but soft skills related. And she said to me, well, you know what? PR would fit. You need to write the book on PR. Like she literally said, write the book about how you do your magic. And I was like, okay. And that was three years ago. 
I'm so busy doing it. I barely ever was writing it. And then now in COVID, I'm finally like, okay. So I've been committing myself to doing like a chapter here, a chapter there. I went back and added a few things. Some of the kind of things we've talked about, like about reputation management, you know, and going off and how you can also ruin a highly, you know, well-developed reputation in a New York minute. And so I added some chapters like that. So we're looking at early summer, hopefully now, but it's audiences is entrepreneurs and executives, essentially though, really that's who they asked me to gear it towards, but it's really for anybody who wants to crack media. It, you know, it really just teaches you with the perspective of, you know, building your brand as an entrepreneur, but I also just talk about, you know, media and there's also an any part in it because I also speak to a lot of marketing people. So the, the three quarters of it is aimed at the entrepreneur or whoever wants to get their message out. And then the back end, the last, you know, couple chapters is about, do you like, you know, would you, are you interested in being a publicist? Let me tell you how, because I didn't go to school for this for five years. And I'll tell you, universities will tell you it's a four year course, but I don't know what the heck. I mean, I'm sure they're learning some great Snapchat or new stuff or whatever in there or the only thing I can imagine that they would learn in there that I don't know is, you know, how to write a big, you know, how marketing campaigns, you have the big campaign planning mm -hmm. out before. We don't really do that in PR because it's like they're strategic, but it's a lot of what pops up too and what opportunities we find. So I don't know how to write a big, you know, this is what, you know, big marketing, blah, blah. I'm just like, okay, here's the contract. Send me your bio. Tomorrow I'm going to send you one page. Or the next day I'm going to start sending it to media. And guess what? Two days after that, you're going to start getting a bunch of interviews. You're going to be really happy <laughs> and <laughs> profiles and whatever. <laughs> and so Excellent. I've been asked to speak to, you know, some, some students of public relations now. And I, I'm joking that I want to say like, it's at the university. What I'm, my first thing is going to be so, I guess I can't say, why are you here? Because <laughs> whenever <laughs> they graduate, they come and they call me. They don't have any contacts. They know how to write a press release. But really, I say, just do it. If you're a good writer, if you're good at people management, get a client, show them what you can do. Reach out to media. Just figure it out. Great advice. Great advice. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for, for sharing your, your message with us today. Thank you. Um, I'm sure we could talk for hours on this and there's many different rabbit holes we can go down. And I'm always babbling. Uh, I could babble forever. So, you know, you can cut it at some point. <laughs> uh, so your website is uh, lamoriamedia.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll put it in the, the notes of the show and uh, we'll take um, keep our eyes peeled for the book coming out. Uh, as you say, um, when was it? Early summer should be. And also, Early if anybody you know is interested in working with me, I do work internationally, anywhere in the English-speaking world. And literally one of the most famous people right now in the world is a lady who, who cleans, organizes closets for a living. So really anybody with an expertise, there's media you know, for you. So if you think this is interesting, I mean you, check it out, give me a call. Perfect, thank you very much. Thank you.